There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nick Flanagan Week. I am Nick. I am here. I'm in the house. I'm in the hizzy. Uh, in, in the schnaz poop. That's not anything, but I just say whatever words I want. I am live recording this again on YouTube only. Sometimes I live record it. Yesterday I overdid it. Yesterday I tried to record it on YouTube. On Facebook Live. On Instagram Live and on my recording program, which I've actually forgotten to load up so far. So hopefully this one works. Because if, if this cacks out, then this episode's gone. And if I don't have this episode, well, I don't have an episode for tonight and the algorithm gets all funky. Oh God, why do I go into that type of a voice? Thank you for watching and listening to episodes this week. I posted an interview with Chris Locke uh, as a podcast only. But I might put up some video from it because I took some rudimentary video. And the other day I talked about Andre Williams and memories I had of seeing him. Check out his album with the Sadies. Andre Williams did just a great job with the Sadies. I don't want to brag, but right now on YouTube I have one person watching. And I say to them, hello, how are you? Um, well, so let me just share this on Facebook real quick. Person watching, why don't why don't you tell me uh, how you feel? Uh, yeah, I talked about Andre Williams on one episode. Talked, did some rambling about ADHD and self medication. And uh, what else did I do? I talked yesterday about sex comedies. That was pretty much lost to the ages. That was just a live stream. So that's uh, that's what I did this week, and people seem to enjoy it, and I'm enjoying it. Look at me. Now I don't want to brag. I am the bad boy of Canada's punk alternative comedy scene. Punk alternative comedy scene took a look at me and they said, this guy might be too bad for this scene. They would read Jello Biafra's literature, listen to his spoken word album. And then when I came around, they were like, this guy blows Biafra out of the water. Eh? Joey Shithead of DOA? They were like, oh man, this guy's way crazier. I do the craziest stuff. People don't want to talk about it. My name is Nick. Uh, I'm the host of Nick Flanagan Weekly, titular host, constantly regretting using my name so much. I'm really not that kind of a person. I'm not obsessed with getting my name out there because I feel like the more your name is out there, the more there's going to be a bounty on your head. You know what I'm saying? You go out there and you say, uh, hey, I'd like to be famous. Next thing you know, the paparazzi are taking a picture of your car crash. I don't want to do that. I drive like a little old lady on drugs. I've been doing comedy, I'm music, all kinds of things for a minute. But now I have a podcast. It's all about what it's like watching someone after a nervous breakdown use Canada's relatively plentiful mental health resources to rebuild himself in his own as he wishes to look look at me I'm better than ever you can be on medicine don't let people say 
don't take medication. Your personality is enough. Yeah, you got a great personality. The medication will take your personality away. Look, uh, I got news for you. Probably your personality ain't better than functioning. Probably your art is better than is not better than functioning. You know, I was talking to someone last week about Nanette, which I brought up on this uh, show before. The comedy special Nanette, flavor of the year, Hannah Gadsby. Australian comedian, and he was saying, so the thesis of Nanette is that because Pablo Picasso had a relationship with a 17-year-old when he was 42, his his art is invalid. That's a big part of a chunk of Nanette. Now, this is a highbrow comedy special she does. She's talking about Pablo Picasso. This ain't one of these Chris Delia ones where he's talking about, you know, how dumb Instagrammers are. No, this is a lady talking about Pablo Picasso. Uh, give me the Instagram material. I think I'm more comfortable with the Instagram material. No, I'm just kidding. I want you to joke about Pablo Picasso. You know, I was once dating a woman and we went uh, to this Pablo Picasso exhibition. This is before the 17-year-old thing invalidated his work. And... Uh, he, uh, we were looking at a picture of him and she went, Whoa, look at that bulge. In that moment, I felt like less of a man than Pablo Picasso. And I think him at 42 dating a 17 year old was a way of psychically making me feel less than years later. And many other men, he wanted to be the boss of all men and he did it through art. Oscar Wilde once said, sarcasm is the lowest form of wit but I think he was being sarcastic. How you doing? I'm Nick Flanagan. I don't want to be one of those people whose name is out there. Because then you got a Tumblr post that goes, Nick Flanagan uh, came to my coffee shop and he forgot to pay for the cappuccino that he ordered. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't forget to pay. What happened was you smiled Gave me a little nod. And I thought you were saying the cappuccino was free. So I took it. I stood around for a while. You didn't do anything. I waltzed out of there. Total misunderstanding. I, I, I didn't mean to steal a cappuccino. Uh, I already feel somehow regretful and sad. Even though the cappuccino story is a lie. I embodied it so hard that... Like, I'm feeling the pain of it right now. Someone said, don't use the computer tonight. I'm exhausted. I got up early by my standards after staying up late. And uh, the phone rang. Someone told me information. I went back to bed. The phone rang 10 minutes later. They gave me information. And I couldn't get back to bed. And I've been up all day. Went to a meeting. Like I've talked about before, the power of groups, man, women, non-binds, the power of groups is an incredible, incredible thing. That's why fish travel in schools. And fish, for people who are always in schools, they haven't seemed to get any smarter for millions of years. Think about that. Pretty trippy stuff. Awooga! Oh, 
if I'm going to stay up late live streaming a podcast episode, I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to tell some weird, dumb jokes, and you're going to like it. Uh, don't have any likes yet, so if the one person watching this on YouTube, li YouTube Live could just hit, smash that like button, tell a friend or two, uh, I would feel validated. But yeah, I, I've been going to these groups uh, once a week for months now. And I really recommend that if you feel down, you know, you, you do this. You look up the thing that you're feeling and you look for a free support group because you may find people who what they're doing resonates, what they're how they're feeling resonates with you. And it's not a label. It's a means of finding out something that might help you manage your own particular unique self. I originated everything. I don't normally like to brag, but I've invented almost everything in this new culture, the post-2000s culture, starting in 95. My bands have always had funny lyrics. No bands before my band had funny lyrics. So Brutal Nights, Team Core Combo, all my old bands. Uh, for a long time, they were the only band who had humorous lyrics that were also honest. There were no other bands doing this. If you can name a band that did funny, honest lyrics about me, name-checking me specifically, I will immediately send you the Patreon-only uh, perks I've put on my Patreon so far, which are about one or two. It, that's what I originated. I originated uh, lead singers who don't also play instruments. I was the first lead singer in a band to say, I don't need an instrument. I'm that good. There were, before me, there were no lead singers who done did that. So after me, you'll notice there was like Adam Levine doesn't play instruments. Uh, you know, uh, what, um, Lana Del Rey doesn't play instruments. And that's because I sort of started it with my bands. So that's just another thing that's been, they buried my part in the history and the it's just part of a secret subcultural history and I'm part of that. Um, I was the first person to do barter and trade. So for instance, I'm wearing headphones right now. A couple years ago, I uh, traded for these headphones. I traded a couple of subway tokens for, for these headphones. And before that, there had been no real trading in the 21st century. So I also started that. I'm the inventor of barter and trade 20, 21st century edition. Didn't have anything to do with Bitcoin. I'm going to tell you right now, that's not one of the things I helped originate. I'm just starting to understand Bitcoin. And I'm frankly, I'm loving it. If someone had told me like exactly what it was, they were like, imagine if they were like, dude, Imagine the internet itself paid you to exist and there was no paper trail. <laughs> I'd be, <laughs> well, I would have bought a hundred Litecoins right then and there. Now, of course, it's all very expensive, which leads me to another question. I recently downloaded the uh, program Electrum and I'm thinking of taking donations via Bitcoin and Litecoin and whatever other coin there is. Any fans of the coin, let me know if you think I should uh, allow donations of that sort. Because I, I think it'd be really, 
fun to do. Okay, another thing I originated was uh, there weren't a lot of people reading the rock biographies before I started reading them. In about 1993, I was in the library and I saw a copy of No One Here Gets Out Alive, the Doors biography. Nobody, and I went up to the librarian and I said, uh, is this available? And the librarian said to me, no one's ever taken out one of these rock biographies or autobiographies before. I don't understand. No one, as far as I know, no one reads them. They come out and nothing. So I said, I'll take one. I said, are there any more of these? And he introduced me to uh, uh, Hit Hard, Joey Kramer from Aerosmith's autobiography. He introduced me to, uh, there's a biography of Dr. Dre. Nobody had read these. And when I started reading them and I was on the bus subway reading these things i'm all about reading publicly so people can see the spine of the books which is another thing i originated um i hate to put uh scott rogowski on blast my friend guest on the show scott rogowski host of hq trivia live uh he did a series of uh, viral videos this is what really made his bones as the mafia say when somebody succeeds uh, he <laughs> would um, do these things where he's reading a book and it's got a funny name. Um, I didn't do that, but I was the first person to make videos of just me reading rock biographies. What, the, what happened was I'd go on YouTube reading these rock bios and I would make videos, secret hidden camera videos of me reading the rock bios because at that time uh, people would see me reading them and go, what's that? I go, did you know Miles Davis had, had a bio autobiography? And they go, what? And that's why a lot of musicians uh, still thank me to this day because I owned pinned up a whole new revenue stream because a lot of them, when they would put out a book, the musicians were like talking to, they didn't know anything about the book industry. So the book publisher would say, Hey, Miles Davis, I want to make a book. You'd have read an autobiography. We don't really have any money and we might not, uh, there's no real, you'll only get paid if people read it, Miles Davis. And he said, he'd go like, Oh, that's cool. I'd love to write a book. And then the book comes out. Nobody buys it because as I said, nobody, I originated reading rock autobiographies and um, suddenly I buy it. Miles Davis's estate makes millions because everyone starts buying it after I bought it. So reading rock biographies was one of the things I invented. I invented a lot of the, I, I kind of invented uh, puns in the 21st century, if you kind of, if you listen to my first comedy album, I'm here all week, W-E-A-K, it's all kinds of crazy puns. And that wasn't happening before my standup, which kind of leads to my next point. I originated alternative comedy, period. I did that. I started in Toronto and I looked at the comedy scene. I said, there is no alternative here nothing so i started i came up with this crazy character he's reading from a book he's telling dirty jokes this is like 1999 2000 i'm doing this revolutionizes the scene and i, I would get emails from americans what is this thing you're doing in toronto it's, i've never heard of this before i said well i call it alternative comedy and they go what is that an alternative cut to comedy i said no what the hell no that's no, it's just, it's like a crazy version of comedy, a cooler version of comedy. So I go on a message board and I say, Hey, you know, 
Uh, I invented this thing. It's called alternative comedy. All the comedians suddenly from Louis C.K., Zach Galifianakis, um, Sarah Silverman's uh, Doctor um, Doctor Brown. He's a clown who lives lives in L.A. Uh, Doctor Brown. Um, they're all reading this, and I don't want to put them on blast. But suddenly, Mark Maron's reading this. They start saying they're alternative comedy. And next thing you know, I'm the originator, the inventor of it. Nobody cares. Nobody knows. Do you know how hard that is for someone who already has low self-esteem to t deal with? It's very hard. So I invent alternative comedy. I even went to patent it. Galifianakis got there first. Harsh. So that's something I invented. And not to sleep on Joe Mandy, uh, not to shit all over Joe Mandy, great guy, puts out a mixtape. That's his thing. He puts on a comedy mixtape a few years ago. If you go into my room, you'll if you go into my basement at my house in the annex, it's like a mansion in this place. It's worth like three, four, five million dollars. Seventeen, maybe. Million. And there's a cat. The cat's worth twenty dollars at least. More probably. Anyway, go to the basement, you'll see. In like 2004, I put out the Nick Flanagan comedy mixtape. So and yeah, I didn't get the big name people doing the the, the music drops. You know, I think his mixtape has like, yo, 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 this is Harmar Superstar. You're listening to Joe Mandy. I, I don't have that. But I I would go in between. I go, yo, you're listening to the Nick Flanagan mixtape because I keep it real. I was actually, this is another thing I originated. I originated, um, I was the first white Nas fan. Believe it or not, I went uh, to the HMV on Young Street in Toronto. I was about 13, 14 years old. Walk up to the counter. Everybody's like, who's this guy? Who's this teen? Walking up to the counter. And it's taking a while for me to get to the counter. And I finally get there. And I go, what are the new releases this week? <laughs> and uh, the cashier's like, I don't know dumb so of course i like look around and then i see there's these stairs to an area called the basement b-a-s-s-m-e-n-t the basement that's where the base comes from so it's like a pun but i'd already been doing puns before that so they were sort of copying me just doing that anyway i uh go downstairs i don't want to say i was the only white person there but i was and there's this big cutout uh stand up uh cardboard cutout of, of this guy named naz and i look at this and i go hey hey who's this guy and the dude turns to me and says you don't know naz this guy's great he's got a new record called nomadic i say wow i'll try it sure he says before you try why don't you why, why don't you why don't you try before you buy well okay cool but i don't have any way to listen to it he says you know what dude you look nice uh here have a discman free discman suddenly this guy gave me a free discman i was probably the first person outside of the basement to actually get a discman because this is like 1993 1994 and there weren't really discmans publicly available not really anyway but so i'm in the basement and the guy gives me a discman hands me a cd it's nozilmatic i say wow i love the cover who's on the cover he says that's naz but he's a kid but now he's an adult and he made a rap record. 
I say, I got to put this on. He says, well, now's your chance. And I go to use the Disman, no batteries in it. And the guy's so nice, he gets me batteries. He goes over to the back, comes back with batteries. I put the batteries in the Disman, hit play, the beginning of the Nas song, New York State of Mind starts, and I go through the roof. Forget it. I'm sold. And he looks at me and he goes, you like it? I go, yeah. He goes, you're the first white person to ever listen to this album. I was like, that's awesome. I don't consider myself white, but thank you. I'm more of like a global citizen. <sighs> that's all the stuff I originated. I mean, I'm sure there's more, but uh, that's a lot of the main stuff. But I'm sure there's more, so I should talk about it. I think I invented the first podcast about <coughs> mental health, this podcast. Before I did this podcast, there wasn't really, mental health was kind of so stigmatized that nobody at all was talking about it anywhere. And then I kind of was at home, I'm listening to Illmatic still, you know, even though it's 2019, and I'm like, you know, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to talk about mental health on a podcast. Why not me? I went through the reasoning. Why not me? Why Why shouldn't I? Is it, do I ramble? Well, yeah, I ramble. Do I, do I sort of come up with reasoning that isn't based in logic? Sure. Do I uh, make assumptions? Yeah. Do I know anything about the scientific causes of mental illness really beyond what I've uh, red no uh, but you know what i'm the guy so there it was i invented nick flanagan weekly the very first podcast about mental health so that's huge and you can add that to my wikipedia i have no problem with you doing that in fact if you want to add anything to my wikipedia that would be frugging awesome and actually i'm one of the first comedians ever to not have a wikipedia which i should point out was actually a choice i made uh, a lot of times someone will make a Wikipedia about me and I'll, I'll read it and I'll go, you know, I'm too humble. So that's something that happens. But if you want to make my Wikipedia entry now, you have my permission because I have finally come to, I'm, I'm at peace with the fact I'm like what they call a reluctant celeb. You know, like what um, Pamela Lee was. She didn't really want to be famous. Pamela Anderson Lee. She was just someone who wanted to be like in beer commercials, Playboy, movies, TV, be a spokesperson for PETA. But she didn't want to get like famous, famous. And I'm a lot like that. Like I want to be in beer commercials. I want to, if someone asks me, who are you voting for? I want to be able to say Bernie, but I can't even vote in Canada. But I was the first Canadian Bernie supporter. I should let you know that. That's another thing about me, too. I've originated so much stuff. The glasses that I wear, my signature black frame glasses, no male wore these glasses until I bought them. So, again, I mean, the amount of things I've invented, I mean, it blows your mind. And, the, and the, what really sucks is I don't... Like, I'm the one that has to say it. There is nobody writing my history. I have to write my own history. I don't think that's fair because I've got better things to do. What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do?
I just typed into the chat thing. Any questions? Chat's a little bit dead. The live chat I was hoping would be a little less dead. It's dead as a doornail. I'm actually one of the first, another thing I am, one of the reasons chat's probably dead is I'm the first podcast to ever live stream an episode on YouTube. And I raised the ranty, I raised the anti rate right up because not only did I stream on YouTube, I'm the first podcast to stream on an episode recording on Instagram live. I checked all of this out. If you just go to Guinness.com, you'll, it's very easy to find out if something's been done before. And in many of the cases of the things I've been talking about, they have not been done before. Well, I just kind of wanted to get all that stuff off my chest. You've really been a wonderful group of people. I love hearing my voice reverberate into your ears. And if you've watched this podcast even for a second or you've listened to this podcast, uh, namaste, thank you, sarate, all that good stuff, live long and prosper. Um I'm Nick Flanagan, and if you do want to support the podcast, subscribe, rate, review, smash a like button, a follow button, and what would really be wonderful would be if you supported me, either with a one-time donation, financially, either with a one-time donation to paypal.me slash Nick Flanagan Weekly, W-E-A-K-L-Y, or to patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan, or just with a straight up Venmo or bank transfer. That would blow my mind. Someone contacted me on Venmo. Hey, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Here's some, here's some sweet dough. What would I use this money for? You might ask nefarious purposes. I don't think so. Maybe the occasional massage. That's not nefarious. That's therapeutic. I would use this podcast money to the profit to um, pay the bills that uh, the podcast has, which are mostly just monthly fees. Uh, and then I would maybe get new gear. I would buy glasses. I, I, I haven't bought glasses in eight years. <laughs> um, get my teeth, go to the dentist. So the teeth look nicer for if I meet you. And honestly, if I made enough money, I would uh, do shows, tour. This is what I really would love to do. I did a show in Montreal the other week. It was awesome. Dave Hill did the show with me. He's also been a guest on the podcast. And it was just a treat. So I would do shows. I would buy, you know what? Elephant Man Remains. I would spend the money on, on Elephant Man Remains. Oh, this is a great question. Somebody um, in the Q&A is saying, do you prefer St. Bernard's or Rottweilers? And then in brackets, dogs. First of all, I, I, this is this is self-promotion, but uh, if you look up on my YouTube account, you will see a video by my band called Dogs. It's quite a fun video, so you can watch that. Both, I believe both St. Bernard's and Rottweilers are in the video. Um, but yeah, that's a really tough one. Honestly, I'm going to go with Rots. Because I like Rottweilers because you can really see their facial expression. And they got, you know, those hairless-faced dogs. You can really get a sense of 
that they're good. Most of the time, they're good dogs. And St. Bernard's are good, but, you know, I feel like I'd call a St. Bernard over and he'd just lumber over. I don't have that kind of time. Run to me. And a Rottweiler can. Hope you enjoyed that answer. Yeah, St. Bernard's have a short lifespan, I know. It sucks. Uh, I hate that so many dogs have... Like the most, the dogs that are easily the, like most of the dogs that are designed to be awesome have the shortest lifespan. <laughs> the dogs that are like, give you that Mary Kondo feeling, that joy spark, you know, the bulldogs, uh, St. Bernard's, um, golden retrievers, uh, go on and on. Those dogs, for whatever reason, you know, they don't make it past nine. Meanwhile, a very nice person in my life has an Italian Greyhound, tiny thing, and he's 14. I don't think, he may never, I don't want to jinx him, but he may never pass away. Because he's so little. The little ones live forever. Ugh. What a thing to get a pet. What a thing to get a pet. To, you know, is it beautiful or sad to get something that you know you'll outlive? Like, is it vain? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have a child because they might beat me time-wise. I want something that I'll outpace. Of course, if you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. That's really how I view it. You get a cat, you wake up, you got pounds and pounds of hair in your mouth. And then they, the cat looks at you and just goes, Meh? walks away. I've talked about my cat before. The thing about my cat that makes it special is it's so furry that you can't see the inside of it, but it's butt. Sausage Peppers, who is so far the only person talking in the chat. So Sausage Peppers gets a lifetime subscription to if I ever make a magazine. Um, Sausage Peppers says get a gray parrot or a great tortoise. Yeah, tortoises live like a thousand years, don't they? Um... A gray parrot? They live a while? That's cool. Birds live a while. You wouldn't necessarily think so, right? Like, I would think a bird would just at any time randomly drop from the sky. Does that make sense? <laughs> I want a pet seagull. <laughs> like a pet seagull that I could use to do hits on people I didn't like. Seagull. This man cut me off when I was a pedestrian. Jonathan, is that a tortoise or a gray parrot? Or is that just a man? Oh, Jonathan's tortoise is 185. That's beautiful. Maybe that's a way we can live forever is like if we create technology that can turn animals into people and then you turn a tortoise into a man, uh, then it's uh, going to live long. I have never gotten an IQ test, and I worry about the results. Well, Sausage Peppers, the other people watching this live, this is so fun. I love streaming this. Uh, I hope you had fun, too. I really went for it today. Zip, zam, pow. You'd never know. It was 12.30 a.m. and I need to go to bed almost immediately. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for, so much for listening. I'm going to play my theme. Oh, man. Oh, God.
playing that again. Weekly. Nick. We're playing that again. Weekly. Nick. Playing that again. Weekly. Four times a week for you. Hello, 